Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Good day to you and you and you. Hillary Clinton is seen likely to win the popular vote. She's on track to become the fifth presidential nominee in the United States history to lose the election in Electoral College, while also winning the national popular vote. Hopefully that's not a spoiler for those of you who didn't watch the election last night because it was a foregone conclusion. Republicans took a huge gamble moving into this election cycle by basically saying the Supreme Court we're shutting down President Barack Obama's effort to fill Justin, Justice Antonin Scalia's vacancy. Now with Trump's big win, it appears the extraordinary bet may pay off. With China, Clinton was a known entity. With Trump, Beijing now faces an economic threat and geopolitical opportunity. It's going to be interesting to see what happens there. I see a lot of inflation coming down the road. If we close our borders in any way, shape, or form, if we make America great again by saying, screw you, trade agreements, we're going to make it ourselves, I see inflation. Inflation means higher interest rates. Higher interest rates means lower real estate prices. Just so you know, you could afford a monthly mortgage payment, but you don't really care about interest rates, do you? It's how much can you actually afford. Donald Trump, the president-elect, is set to upend Americans' trade policies around the world and probably be combative, which is not good for pricing. It should lead to inflation. We've had seven plus years of an economic growth. Not a lot, but enough. At some point in time, there's going to be a recession. It'll probably get blamed on Donald Trump. 
even though I would have said the same exact thing had Hillary Clinton been elected. Donald Trump gave a victory speech last night that had some standards of decency to it, which is nice. Wall Street essentially panicked overnight. At one point in time, down 600 points, down 500 points. Ultimately, it calmed the freaking frack down. You don't want to be a drama queen at this point in time. You don't want to panic. You don't want to stress. I went to a couple of houses last night. Friends had, you know, little parties where like, hey, come do a shot. Honestly, I think California is a bunch of sore losers because I saw people basically whine and pout, which is okay. A couple more, and I'll get back to that in just a second. Tax reform is likely going to be pushed with a Republican Congress. They don't have a lot of seats, but they maintained enough. This is the wrong time to say, I don't want to pay attention. This is the right time to pay attention. Tax reform with Apple, with Cisco, with Google, with Facebook, who have billions of dollars sitting overseas. Donald Trump wants to make America great again, and one of the things he wants is to improve our infrastructure, which I'm all for. Either candidate could have said that, and I would have said, yep. So part of to do part of doing that will probably be to say, hey, repatriate your money, pay 15% tax, pay an extra 5% to some sort of infrastructure project, and you don't have to pay the 30, 35% tax rate that that you've been sitting on. So Donald Trump likes to borrow money. We know that historically. You could look at his casinos. He borrows money, sometimes to a fault. Am I worried about me? Nope. I'm close enough to retirement that I don't care anymore. Am I worried about kids? Absolutely. Borrowing money is like, I believe the children are our future. Let them figure out how to pay for all our spending. Yeah, not so much, but yeah. We're going to borrow our way out of this problem. So low interest rates, I think, are over, in large part because if we borrow money to spend and we spend, we're going to put people to work. And if we put people to work, people are going to inflate the economy. And when you inflate the economy, guess what comes with it? Inflation. Inflation. Don't you know we're talking about inflation? So the Fed will probably raise interest rates. The whole Janet Yellen, will she stay, will she go? I don't know, but I'll, I'll just assume Trump called her a pig at some point in time. Janet Yellen's like a pig with make, with lipstick on. Um, I don't see how she maintains her job when you're disliked by the president. Oh, boy. Lots going on, right? Um, I think the Affordable Care Act will be overturned. Uh, they'll try to replace it with something that works a little bit better. I think pharmaceutical stocks and healthcare stocks should have a nice rally now. But ding dong, Hillary Clinton's dead. The wicked witch, the evil witch. Ding dong, Hillary Clinton is dead. That's the way healthcare stocks have been acting in the last 90 days. They they don't like her and she doesn't like them. She wanted to make healthcare cheaper. 
Am I calling her a wicked witch? No. I'm trying to tell you the healthcare stock. She was a wicked witch. So it's possible for Trump to be a good president. Millions of Americans who were Republicans last night voted for Hillary Clinton a lot because of the nonsensical stuff that came out of Donald Trump's mouth. He's going to have to overcome a lot of hurdles to become a good president. He can avoid being a bad president because he wouldn't have gotten this far in the whole cycle if he you know, were lacking in intelligence. He's got some intelligence. He pushed the right buttons. Whether you liked the way he did it or didn't, he overcame a big Republican hurdle and it overcame a big national hurdle. He very likely knows what the rest of us know. Most things that he promised in order to get ahead make no friggin' fragging sense. So there's a Republican Congress that may very well resist his policies by refusing to fund the construction of a proposed wall born in Mexico. It's not going to happen in my lifetime. He may not negotiate new trade agreements as president, but it's highly unlikely that he will back out of existing agreements. He probably knows enough economic history to want to avoid the disastrous protectionism of the 1930s that prolonged the Great Depression. We, there's a lot of things we don't know. We don't know who he's going to appoint. We don't know who's going to be put in power. You know, the idea of spreading America and values. One of the few areas where his campaign positions made sense. He will hopefully not get the United States involved in new quagmires that cost money and lives. He's got a willingness to work with important allies such as NATO and Israel. We'll see how he gets when he gets tested. He doesn't have to be a bad president. My father taught me to respect whoever is elected president, Republican, Democrat, or crazy man with bad hair. Hopefully you do as well. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Call Rob Black now. 800. 800- 516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. One of the worst days I ever had to do financial media was 9-11-9-12-9-13 of 2001. It was a time when people were confused and upset. And my job was to say, hey, don't be confused and upset. Same thing with this current election. We need to give the president-elect a chance. When we see something that he does that's good, we need to support it. 
when we see something that we disagree on, we need to lobby against it. No one is bigger than all of Americans put together. No one. We dominate. One nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. We are a country that rocks it. With that said, I will be interested to see how many celebrities do move to Canada who said that they would move to Canada. We have John Stewart. He said he would consider getting in a rocket and going to another planet because clearly this planet's gone bonkers. I would oddly enough want to see if John Stewart will get into rock and leave this planet. <clears throat> Amy Schumer, in her anger, said that she'll leave the country if Trump wins. Chelsea Handler, she said, quote, I did buy a house in another country just in case. So all of these people that threaten to leave the country and then don't, I will leave the country. You think Chelsea Handler will leave the greatest country on the planet? complicate her tax scenario Nev Campbell who wasn't she the what the older sister in Party of Five or uh, whatever that show was was it called Party of Five yeah um, I noticed the other actress a little bit more and her two friends um, she said she'd moved to Canada she said his honesty is terrifying Barry Diller, founder of IAC Interactive, he said he would move, but he didn't say where. He said, if Donald Trump doesn't fall, I'll either move out of the country or join the resistance. Lena Dunham, the fat girl, the chubby girl, the incredible writer, director, and actress from Girls. However you want to label her, she said she'd move to Vancouver. She said, I know a lot of people have been threatening to do this, but I really will. Keegan-Michael Key. I know you're saying, who is Keegan-Michael Key? He of Key and Peel. He said he had moved to Canada. It's easy, he said. It's like 10 minutes from Detroit, and that's where I'm from. Chloe Svegny. She's in Portlandia. She said she'd moved to Nova Scotia. Al Sharpton, he's an activist. Where is he going to move? Out of here, was his answer. I'm not sure where out of here is, but we're going to find out. He said, if Donald Trump wins, I'm open to support anyone, while I'm also reserving my ticket out of here. Eddie Griffin, comedian, he said he's going to move to Africa. (laughs) He says, Donald Trump's good at making money, but he's ignorant. If Trump wins, I'm moving to Africa. Do you think these people will really move? Who else said they would move? Uh, uh, Spike Lee. I was going to say Malcolm X, but no. He he made Malcolm X. Pretty fantastic American movie. Where is he willing to move? He's willing to move to Brooklyn. Okay, so that's not quite Canada or Africa. He's moving back to the Republic of Brooklyn. That doesn't even make sense. Samuel Jackson, who seems to scream in all of his movie parts. He doesn't really seem to act. He just screams his way through it. Are we, or are we not going to get out of here? 
There's a shark eating people. Come on, people, let's go. He said he's going to move to South Africa. I doubt it. Cher? Who doesn't love Cher? Oh, Cher. If I could turn back time, you know where she's going to move to? Jupiter. I personally want to see Cher live on Jupiter. There's something personal about it that, like, rings true. That, like, let's give her a tent, let's give her a camera, and have... She said, if... Trump were to be elected, I'm moving to Jupiter. Come on, part of you wants to see Cheryl living on Jupiter. Are you with me or are you against me? Maybe with Sonny, Bo- Sonny Bono's dead body. Let's pull him on the ground. Awesome video. Every time I think about Cheryl, I think about seeing her buttocks on a naval destroyer with young men who haven't seen a woman in like two years cheering her on so Cher's going to move to Jupiter George Lopez funny man, comedian you know where he's moving to? Mexico he said if Trump wins, we won't have to worry about immigration. We'll all go back. I'm interested to see that. Barbara Streisand, who I personally would rather eat from a vat of vomit, a whole meal, than to sit through a concert of Barbara Streisand's. Call me crazy, but I just find her vile and repugnant. I'd rather eat a vat of your vomit. Does that even make sense? Ow. After you've recently gone after you've recently gone to Burger King and had some sort of whopper with lettuce and I see in that vat of vomit your whopper and lettuce half digested, I'd rather eat that and sit through a Barbara Streisand concert. She's gonna move to Australia or Canada. Raven Simone. Who? Who dat? Um she was the the cute little kid on Cosby Show. She's moving to Canada. Whoopi Goldberg? She's not telling us where she's going to move. She's just going to move. Who I don't really like Whoopi Goldberg's comedy either. So I'm not going to miss it. Miley Cyrus? Kiss her goodbye. Her heart is broken to 100,000 pieces. She said she's moving. Ruth Bader Ginsburg? A Supreme Court justice is moving to New Zealand. Amy Schumer, she's moving to Spain. I find that kind of sexy. Spanish men will love her. They're not all about American Barbie. They love the woman with carves. So, will these 22 celebrities actually go? Now, 800-516-1220. That's 800 
516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Amazing. <laughs> Part of me wants to make fun of the people who said they're moving if Trump gets elected. I just actually want to see if Cher... Is it Cher who's going to move to Jupiter? Probably. I'd pay to see that. I actually would pay to see that. Um, if I could turn back time... Uh, GoPro, their Karma drones are losing power. And they're showing some crazy crashes. Crazy. I know you're saying, is this your horrible attempt to try to change the topic from the election to anything but the election? Kinda. GoPro's been under fire as it's just not that important these days. So it's down 7% today. Because they're struggling, and they recall 2,500 Karma drones, drones, drones. It went on sale two weeks ago. It wants all the devices back because it's investigating reports that a small number of them have been losing power during operation and creating these sensational, sensational YouTube videos, basically nosediving from hundreds of feet, shattering into bazillion little pieces. San Mateo Company. They said that no injuries or property damage have been reported. Drone is problematic, though. So dropping from the sky unexpectedly. Yeah, they're doing a fast recall. They're done, as far as investment goes, in my opinion. 800-516-1220 each calls on the air. Marijuana was legalized. Somehow I sense that in the state of California, that's going to make everything a little bit better. It's a very fine morning. <laughs> I don't even know what the hell that means. <laughs> but California is the world's sixth largest economy. And um, it only outpaces the U.S. as a whole. China, Japan, Germany, and the U.K. Its economic output for 2015 was $2.4 trillion. Um, we're talking about a single U.S. state economy. It's number six in the world as far as, or as far as countries go. It's a pretty darn big deal when we decide let's legalize marijuana. Just like Colorado, Washington, Oregon, and Alaska. We're not talking about decriminalization or police deprioritization. We're talking about alcohol-style regulation and the sale of marijuana to adults. Um, certainly, we're going to have to reevaluate sentences and records for people charged with marijuana. We're talking about legally letting people grow and cultivate. We're talking about outright full-on legalization. We're talking about billions of dollars. So, lots and lots of revenue to be had. California's Proposition 64 passed. Retail sales are expected to begin January 1, 2018. I'm like, no, what? Are we waiting all the way till? Oh. We're looking at an additional $1.5 billion flooding into 
California. Maybe three billion, maybe four billion by the time push is, is uh, set to shove. And to be clear, that's already on top of a booming medical marijuana market. So, lots and lots of taxes. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in there. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. Maybe he can cheer us up. Talk a little financial planning, love. Put a little love in our hearts on a day where we need some. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. The 10 Pillars of Retirement Income Planning. dun da da People can go to your website, newfocusfinancial.com, and grab a copy. It's a resource there. But we also do webinars and seminars based on this, and it's longer-form commentary, so it's interesting to say um, that you could boil this down, retirement income planning. Maximize Social Security benefits. What do we need to know about this? Yeah, and this is one of the top ones because it's one of the things that people have to think about early on. And there, I don't know what, you know, with with the budget deficits that we had starting in 08, 09, and the ballooning, you know, balance sheet of the Federal Reserve and, and debt in the U.S., people just started kind of getting this idea of, oh, I'm just going to take Social Security at 62 when I can grab it. And it's because it's not going to be there, so I better take it now. And I think that's a major mistake. And I think that, if anything, 2008 and 2009 showed us that the government can print enough money to make these things last, and they realize also how important that Social Security is and how important the credit quality of the United States government is. And if they let Social Security fail without fixing it or extending it, it will could result in, in massive global issues. So I think that, you know, if you're under 45, assume Social Security is not going to be there. Now, it will be, but it will be replaced by higher taxes in a different form. So just make sure you can retire without it. But if you're over 45, you can assume it's going to be there in some way, shape, or form. And you want to then know why it's so important to maximize benefits. One is because I think we're going to be in a period of 5 to 10 years of historically low interest rates because of what's going on around the world. With currency flowing into the U.S., with um, – and I won't go out 10 years. Let's go with 5. I don't, I don't like predicting out that far, right, Rob? Sure. Um, but there's different strategies that make it so important to maximize every source of income because people's income from bonds and CDs are going to be low for the next five years. So there's a couple of things that if, if anything you remember about this discussion of Social Security, remember the terms restricted application and file and suspend. Remember those two terms, restricted application, file and suspend. Okay, They kind of work together. What is restricted um, application? Well, restricted application um, can't work unless your spouse does a file and suspend strategy. So let me explain how this works. Let's say you have, say you have two people. They both earned income, right? Okay. And uh, let's say that you retire. Well, you can't do these things until your full retirement age, which for most people now is 66. And the idea is to note that between 66 and 70, if you wait to take Social Security, it's approximately an 8% rate of return on your money. That's how it affects your income for the rest of your life. And as long as you think you're going to live past 80, these are great strategies. Um, so what happens is if I go in, let's say my wife worked and got her own Social Security. I go in, I f- at 66, I file and suspend. I tell them I want to file for Social Security, but guys, I'm not going to take it until I'm 70 because I want that 8% growth. I don't have to do that. By doing that, though, by filing and suspending, it opens up my spouse the ability to take um, what's called a restricted application or go in and take spousal benefits. So my wife can go in and take benefits based on my Social Security at 66. 
And then what happens is once I turn 70, I flip on the switch to take mine. So she gets these extra spousal benefits. And if you do it the right way, we have software that maximizes this. It's You're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars if you live till a ripe old age, 85, 86 to 90. If you live till 100, it's a lot of money. And and don't just get the term 66 and 70 right because it's different for every spousal situation. I've seen numbers across the board, like uh, file and suspend at various ages and start this at various ages or, or you know, it, it's it's different for every couple depending on income history um, and uh, ages and younger spouses are different. So um, really need to know how that, that works. And then we can also talk about things like taxation of Social Security if you're, if you're excited about that, Rob. One of the things... I, I, I kind of want to personalize this. I see a lot of people, Chad, that you know that they don't have enough money for retirement. They retire and they take Social Security immediately. Yep. Because it's they earned it, and that's how they're gonna make the ends meet. And it's like, no, work a little bit longer, get a little bit more, take it a little bit later, get a lot more. Like people aren't willing to do that, though, Chad. I mean, realistically, the person who hasn't saved enough not willing to listen to you. The person who has is willing to listen to you. Right. And, and even these strategies that I talked about too is it could be different based on the type of money that you've saved. So if all of your assets are in retirement accounts and everything you draw while you're waiting to take Social Security is 100% taxable, it might not work for you. Um, so it's, it's a very personalized strategy. But what is it about it, Rob, that something got in people's heads a while back that I have to retire at 65? Um, I think, yeah, I just think it's been marketed. And, and that some people, I know, and some people do it even when they're not ready, just because they can. And one one of the things that'll happen with Social Security is I think retirement age will be put off till 70. And I think most Americans aren't going to be able to retire even at 70, the way the, based on the trend that I'm seeing. One of my biggest um, fans was telling Tony that, uh, you know, he, he's 70 and won't be able to retire. <laughs> it's like, and he's one of my biggest fans. I'm like, if he had been listening 15 years ago, he would have been able to retire with something. Yeah, I know it's it's tough, but um, you got to have the extra income to be able to put away to do some of the things that we talk about. Um, and or you so, need, and or you need to move somewhere where you can get extra yeah. income. You just can't the put other your story, head in sand. Right, right. And the other story I see, Rob, is people that say, "Oh gosh, you know, I'm 62, I'm retiring, and I'm not very healthy, so I'm going to take it because I don't think I'm going to live past 75." Right. And we we recently counseled a guy that that um, was in that situation. He had already had a couple of heart attacks. Um, high blood pressure and cholesterol really ran in his family. He looked healthy, but he's like, you know, I'm not living past probably 75. Thanks um, very much. He, he was a high income earner, so we still had him put off till age 70, Rob, so that the wife, if he passed away, would get his higher check. So it's it, there's a lot of different strategies there. There are a lot of strategies. Thanks very much, even though that got a little depressing at the end. It's the 10 Pillars of Retirement Income Planning. You can find it at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. You can listen to a webinar on your home computer. You can check it out live in person. Find out more at newfocusfinancial.com.
Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. There is something about me that is addicted to election coverage. I stayed up way too late last night. I'm kind of apathetic. I'm not one of those people who gets emotional. You've probably learned that about me when it comes to radio and television and investing. But... I've got a lot of questions like, did Hillary Clinton have a good night last night? Because on some levels, the worst job in the world is the President of the United States. If you go back eight years and take a look at President Barack Obama, he was a healthy, good-looking man eight years ago. And now he's gray and, and I'm not going to say frail, but it's an office that ages people. That's not even funny. 22 Americans have said they will leave the country. 22 celebrity Americans. I'm interested to see how that, how that plays out. So what will Trump mean for you? Probably not as much as you think. He came out last night and was much more conciliatory and much more presidential sounding. We, there's a lot of questions that we don't know. What's next for stocks? I wouldn't expect to be dazzled by big gains. I would expect that there will be a recession sometime in the next four years, but I would have said that if Hillary Clinton got elected as well. Stock returns during the fourth quarter of election years are much lower than the same period of off election years. So I wouldn't be surprised if not much happens while we're trying to figure out who's he going to appoint. Like seriously. He could appoint Billy Bush as like his press secretary. He kind of owes him, right? Can I get a rim shot for that? Billy Bush is his press. Thank you. I'll be here all night. Don't forget to tip your waiters and waitresses. Don't. Oh, and try the lamb. It's lovely. Um. So minimum wage. Trump's campaign position is that it should be higher. So it'll be left up to mostly states. He wants to reduce marginal tax rates, increase standard deduction amounts, repeal personal exemptions, and cap itemized deductions. Um, tough to get that kind of policy change through. Student loans, he's proposed cap repayments at 12.5% of a borrower's income. And if borrowers make repayments for 15 years, he would forgive the rest of the debt. It seems to make sense to me. You can have a bazillion dollars in student loan debts, but as long as you make 12.5% of your income payments for 15 years, he's willing to say, you're cool. Child care expenses. He wants to let working parents deduct child care expenses for up to four children and elderly dependents. Uh, we do have a problem there of mom goes into a nursing home and needs help or mom needs help. It's expensive. Trust me. I know personally. Um, he, he wants to guarantee six weeks of paid maternity leave worth an average of $300 weekly. He offers no relief for adoptive parents, fathers, uh, or caregivers who might be taking time off as well. Social security, he's proposed no cuts to benefits in social security right now. He might have to revisit that a 13 and a half percent across the board cut in federal spending 
would result in a cut to Social Security, and it would reduce the average monthly benefit by $182 from $1,360 down to $1,177. Does he get this stuff pushed through? Probably not. Even with the Republican Congress, don't forget Barack Obama came into office with a Democrat Congress. And he didn't get through much for the first two years when he should have. They fought him. His own party fought him. Republicans likely to fight Barack Obama. No, 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 no. Donald Trump. I can't even say it. Um, But Republicans have been calling for repeal of Obamacare. And if they succeed with that, 22 million Americans will have health insurance issues. I find that tough to believe that they're going to be able to pull the rug out on 22 million people and not have ramifications. I know you're saying, well, they don't deserve it. Whatever. They have it. Taxes, trade, and more. The stunning victory of Donald Trump in the 2016 presidential election. It's going to have a lot to do with trade going forward. I think you're going to see the tax liabilities of the richest Americans cut. I think you're going to see trade battles with China and Mexico. And that'll be part of the reasons we're pushed into recession. Although we're geared for recession, it'll just be deeper than expected. I'm okay. I'm a professional. I think everyone who has a portfolio should work with a professional, a financial planner. Now is a good time to meet with a financial planner. CFP, Chad Burton, and myself have an event coming up on the 17th, which is not that far away. Talking about investing in retirement, income in retirement in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge from 11 to 1 on Thursday. So it's a lunchtime affair. And then from 6.30 to 8.30, it's an evening affair. Um, both are dedicated to people in retirement or heading towards retirement. The first one is really income in retirement. The second one in the evenings more so um, uh, wealth and wealth and retirement uh, issues. So Trump recently unveiled a one trillion dollar infrastructure plan, which he's going to have to borrow a lot of money on, but it will put people to work. I would imagine there will be some tax credits for small businesses. Um, it should lead towards productivity if we're doing infrastructure investments. He wants to create 13 million jobs in the process. He wants to deport millions of illegal immigrants and build a wall along the Mexican border. I don't see that happening through Congress. Don't forget, just because you're president doesn't mean you get, you're, you're not king. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. 